You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. Hey everybody, this is Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast and I got photographer, artist uh, Pete Dryden here on the show from Albany, Oregon. Pete, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ken. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a pleasure to be able to chat with you. I've been able to see your photography and uh, talk with a mutual friend, uh, Abe, over there at Browser's Bookstore, which is the uh, official bookstore of the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast for all your book needs. Um, Pete, you sent over a bio, and I was just uh, just deeply intrigued, and I wanted to start there. So, uh, Pete's a portrait photographer based in Oregon. When he's not deconstructing the world of photography, he's plotting ways to enter it. And I couldn't be more interested from 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 what you're saying there. Let's 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 talk let's talk Pete about the the world of photography uh, for you, and 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 what you do creatively uh, as a photographer. Can you tell us about that? Well, yeah. I mean the <clears throat> I mean as I I really love taking pictures of people as like portrait photography is is something that once i really got into it and got more familiar with it and knew how to uh capture people with a camera and realized that i could i could bring out moods and bring out like um expressive expressions from people yeah yeah, it was yeah. it was exciting to me because it was like it felt like it just kind of came natural that it was something that I felt like, oh, I'm good at this and I like doing this and I like meeting people. And this is a great way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the politics of photography. Is hard. It's it's a lot of self-promotion. It's a lot of. um you know, work, I, I never really minded doing um, paid jobs with people. I mean, some of them, like my wife, my wife also does photography and we did weddings for eight or nine years. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed doing weddings because it was that one day of people's lives that you got to be a part of and you got to be behind the scenes with everybody yeah. especially the bride and groom yeah or whoever was getting married yeah um and i loved that but i also you know the lead up to the wedding taking pictures of people and the the editing process was also something that was like i don't love doing this every day yeah. i just love taking pictures of people yeah. and so I kind of got in this funk of like, well, how do I, do I want to do this full time or do I just want to do, uh, you know, work with people I know or I'm familiar with or people I want to meet and take pictures of them, um, which that's what I ended up choosing. Uh, because my, my daytime job is a cabinet maker. So my Monday through Friday, you know, that's, that's what I'm doing full time. Um, and photography is something that, you know, it's a hobby, but it's also something that's just in my blood to do. 
Yeah. And I, I, um, so I guess I'm kind of getting off track, but, um, the, the idea of deconstructing photography is it's kind of a love hate relationship because especially now when everybody, everybody's kind of a photographer. And, um, when I get on social media and I see how photographers are gaining, you know, followers and attention. Um, it, it, it's, it turns me off because I feel kind of like, I don't want to do that. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to get in that rat race of always trying to get new people, new followers, new attention. I want to find a, a space where I can just take pictures of people and craft my skill better, but do it on my own time and enjoy it and um, and try to find a way to represent me through my photography um, that that doesn't represent something that's trendy or um, ungenuine. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, if that does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, and and, and I, I I think I think there's 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 a lot there, and I, by deconstructing is, you know, I really uh, connect to you know the idea of like going into into it and the what is wrong or what needs correction um, in 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 what you do about photography about photography itself. Um, I had a, a conversation uh, just like uh, recently with uh, Charles Mulford. He's a sculptor and uh, mm-hmm. really just dropped back into photography again. It's been a theme of the show. I've had uh, Seamus Murphy, who's the photographer for my favorite uh, musical artist, Polly Jean Harvey, and um, a lot of different photographers. And I love going into that and into those uh, into those worlds. I wanted to ask you something because... And it's it's one of the big questions, uh, but thinking about it in terms of uh, photography, um, I wanted to ask you what art is and the the context. I'm not going to speak too much, but the context of it is, you know, history of photography when it first comes up. Um, uh, the idea is that painters painters will disappear, right? Because painting a lot of time was that you know what other way can you depict or record reality. <laughs> it was part of the job, part of the job of a painter. Right. And yeah. uh, with the advent of photography, there's always been this uh, tension, I think, between popular use, like what is art? Everybody's a photographer, but some people, you know, like I wanted to ask you and you can think about it in the context of uh, photography. But what do you think? What do you think art is? I mean, my, my initial response is that, you know, art is, you know, not to be cliche, but it is in the eye of the beholder. I think, I think that art is, is an expression and, um, an illustration of what it is to be human, what it is to be alive. You know, it's a reflection of, of the artist. And I think that art is also made to be shared. It's made to be viewed. And so art, you know, photography is, is kind of a simple one because, uh, 
everyone has a camera and every, you know, a lot of people are on social media. And so they can share these pictures. And I feel like the best photographers, you know, they really bring out a lot of emotion in their pictures. Yeah. And I think yeah. that, um, you know, that that's always inspired me of like, how do they do that? You know, yeah. there's a lot of technical yeah. things. There's lighting and, you know, film over digital or things like that. But it's also something that is a, a well-crafted uh, exercise that people are doing. And I think that all art forms, it's, it's the same formula. It's people finding something that they're, they're really passionate about or they're really interested in or they're curious about and pretty much obsessing over it until, yeah. it becomes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it's second nature. It's just, it's how they see it. And then in the process of getting better at something, you, you kind of open up new areas in your head to to look at that art in a new way, which then makes you realize like, Oh, there's no end to, you don't just become a great photographer and that's it. You become a better photographer and that just makes you realize there's more areas of your trade that you need to get better at. And that's a challenge that I feel like as a photographer, it's like, well, that's, that's inspiring. Like, I really like that idea yeah, that yeah. you can't just, you don't just get that way and then it's done. It's, it's just a continuation of like, I, I got to keep building because now when I look at pictures that I've taken 10 years ago, I'm like, ah. <laughs> there's, there's always something that's like, that's distracting. Cause if I was to do it now, I wouldn't do it that way. Yeah. Um, but I think that a lot of artists would say the same thing. If they're a musician, you know, they probably hear things that they did 20 years ago and they're like, oof, I just, I don't play the guitar like that anymore. Yeah. It, yeah. It yeah. sounds rough and I, I don't like it. Yeah. But I didn't know what I liked and what I didn't like, except for the fact that I kept doing it and I kept failing and trying new things and experimenting. And that, you know, that turned into a, another channel for them to express themselves through. And I feel like art is a good example for that. Is It's it's a channel for expression and it's a channel for, um, you know, representing who you are as a person and what, what uh, how you see the world and how the world makes you feel. And, um, and I love that about art. I just think art's cool. I, and I, I, I didn't really think of myself as an artist until I was, you know, probably in my mid twenties where I, I kind of started thinking, I like to dabble in a lot of different arts. You know, I like painting, I like drawing and, you know, uh, in, in cabinetry, you know, you, you learn how to do an art form because you're learning how to build things out of wood. And I like that. I like photography. Um, but what I really started like fixating on was like, I don't want to just be known as a photographer. I want to, I want to 
build a life where it's like, I'm an artist. It's what I do. And yeah, and I take pride in that. And so I, I don't want just one title. I want many titles. And as much as I, you know, kind of went off on the idea of perfecting your art by just doing it day in and day out, you can do that in so many different areas of art. And and I feel like it just, it just, um, it, it expands your awareness of the world. And, you know, to, for some people, I'm sure it works really well just to focus in on one art form and, uh, and they do really well at it. And, you know, I've thought about that, but that's also why I deconstruct photography in the photography world, because it's like, I can't keep up with that. I just, you know what I mean? So it, it, it makes it hard to like, I, I, I want to stay in it. I want to keep doing it. I just, you know, the, the, uh, when I first got into photography, there was a, a photographer that I really admired. His name is Robert Hamilton. He's in Portland. Um, and I was talking to him, you know, and he had ar already been established and I was, you know, kind of trying to learn what I could from him because he was established in Portland. And so, you know, being in Albany, it was kind of like, well, I mean, that, that feels like the direction I need to go. And he had said like, well, you know, what I've seen is that every up and coming photographer has their moment and they get attention because they, they're bringing something new to it. And all, all photography has kind of a trend of how the uh, editing process works with its tones, its shadows, um, its lighting and and so don't jump ahead is what he was saying. Don't, don't try to find what's popular just to, just to make a name for yourself. Just do what you do. And, um, and now that I'm talking about other photographers, there was another uh, photographer, a friend of mine, his name is Luke Olson and he's also based in Portland. And he really had a large, uh, and he left a big impression on me of just doing what he wanted to do, regardless of how much attention he was going to get. And he's always done that. He's just always been a photographer that, you know, he has a vision that's very unique. And his editing and his gear is very specific on how he wants to represent his art. And I just always admired that. And then when I, I looked to other popular, you know, or trendy photographers of the time, then it was kind of like, well, they, they're popular. They're getting a lot of attention, but, um, but I don't feel like they're, they're expanding all of their capabilities and they're honing in their unique voice or vision. They're just doing what the public wants to see. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, I think I, I find that too. Like, um, um, thinking about the artists, I was talking this recently with my partner, Jenny, about like when you're interested, you know, in the creative realm, 
and you, you experience this uh, of, of, you know, where, where you spend your time, where you put your attention, yeah. where you allow some space to come up for your particular vision. I find that such a challenge nowadays um, for creatives. And the idea is to uh, have some time and space to, to, to go after the world in, in, in your way, because you are right. There's this massive, massive trend. Like I adore Instagram. I adore Instagram because of the visual. The visuals are just very stimulating for me. It's appealing in that way. I, I, but that also goes the direction that you and I are aware of, of this speed and greater entropy of like, we're, I look at photos absolutely brilliant of photos on on Instagram that are just kind of like posted like that. And I'm like, sometimes think does anybody realize this is a fucking gorgeous like photo and it's the speed type of thing, you know? I mean, we're all vying for attention, but it's the speed. Like how do we flip through three brilliant photos quickly? Like how do we, you know, um, And I, I feel that a lot, uh, a, a lot with it. And um, so it's like that space to be creative and to, to, to do it in your own way. And um, there's so many things, there's so many visuals nowadays yeah. too, I think. Like one of the things that fascinates me, Pete, and maybe you could tell me what's going on in my head, but I became deeply fascinated when I started painting, and this is applied to photography as well, is that you you obviously have a, you know, a painting or a photograph, but then going deeper into, uh, you know, details of it, you might see those with painting or details with the photography. I realized like within this movement, how many discrete pieces, even within the shot or the painting that there are these kind of worlds within it when you look at it that way. And sometimes I feel there's almost like a near infinite way of looking at one object and closer. So like spending a lot of time and seeing uh, what's in there. So that's part of my uh, process of connecting with the art. And the, the tension is that quarter second, right? The, I want to see a hundred photos, not yeah. to like, not to, I want to know what's happening visually for 75 people, not one. And there's that huge inertia towards that, which makes it, you know, in this driver, mm-hmm. how do you see the photo, right? How do we, how do we stop and hold, uh, the thing, the thing itself? Um, that's social media, but obviously, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, a photo can be a still observed in a gallery or shared and, and, and otherwise. Sure. Do you think um, the part of the deconstructing you're talking about is maybe the speed that we see visuals at or the bombardment or is it something connected to, to that? Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Um, I mean, and I think when you bring in the social media aspect, um, because when I think about going to a gallery or something where it's like, it's a, you know, someone's collection of photos, you're going to immerse yourself in that space and you're going to be patient and you're going to walk through and read anything that's there and you're going to absorb it as much as you can. And it's all within the, the, you know, the umbrella of who the artist is and it could be any art. Whereas social media, you know, it, it's demanding. 
it's everything is demanding your attention, which is also why, you know, there's, there's photographers on social media that, you know, they, they, they've done really well at doing a shock. Uh, um, I, I just always kind of go back to the fact of like sex appeal is a, is a, is something that photographers are always going to use, you know, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Um, but then there's also there's stories that can be told through photography. There's ideas that can be told through photography that may, because we live in 2023, they may include sex appeal. But one of the things I'm trying to get at is like, well, I don't want them to just be sex appeal. I, I don't want it to just be something that titillates titillate titillates the the viewer into stopping and looking at this you know half naked man or woman or whatever and 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 not realizing that the artists behind the image is trying to tell more than just grabbing your attention yeah and i think with social media everyone on social media is trying to grab your attention and so there's a lot of really, you know, amazing artists that aren't getting any, you know, I mean, they get their share of attention, but they're, and I feel like um, that's, that's an important thing to consider is that when you're in that world of social media and you're trying to find um, content that's, that's inspiring to not just, you know, fall prey to the clickbait, which I feel like social media engines are just notorious for. And um, yeah, I, and did that kind of answer a little yeah, bit? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 abs- abs- absolutely. And I think in photography too, and, you know, talk about sex appeal or, I mean, there's an in- the intimacy in, in photography that's always been there, right? I, at least the way I experienced the intimacy of, you know, there's sure. a, a recorded image in the private space, private bodies, all those type of things. And that intimacy that um, all of a sudden you're you're connected in a closer, tough to describe way. Yeah, because be, because of that. And so you, you, you're you know, you're in it. And um, uh, yeah, there's something about a, a, a photo that can capture or even in hinting behind the story when you see in the background, what was the story five seconds ago? And your brain sleeps yeah. going like, I, I think I know what happened five seconds ago that led up to this. Yeah. Um, sure. uh, I wanted to ask you the the big uh, philosophical uh, question as well, which is a something rather than nothing question is. Uh, and I ask it of creatives, you know, from a philosophical bent, um, or whatever way you want to go after it. But why, why is there, why is there something, uh, rather than nothing? Ooh. Um, in what context? One of the ways, one of what, yeah. So this is the way it's, I usually answer it. So let me, let me, let me do the context. So in asking the question, why is there something rather than nothing historically, uh, go back philosophically to why is there anything, right? So the idea is that there's a, a cause, right? So where's the first cause? You know, is it a God, explosion, Big yeah. Bang? 
And one of the ways uh, I, I, I had the question within uh, creativity is that I have a hunch a lot of times that artists are creating uh, something from nothing. Um, so one of the things is why, why, why do we, why do we exist in this way? The other sure. counterpoint where I've answered, just to give you the context is what is the meaning of something and nothing? When I say nothing, when I'm answered this question, cause it flipped back on me, I view the nothing in the, uh, a Buddhist type of context where it doesn't mean that there's no thing. It's kind of that the thing is devoid of an inherent existence, that there's no there there behind it, that there's phenomena, but there's no, there's no underneath. So in the context of the creative as an approach too, you can even go after it as, do you create something from nothing? Hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that it's, 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 I, I mean, it kind of makes me go back to that idea of as an artist, you create something that um, is a representation of you. And, and so it didn't come from nothing. It came from your, your, the life you've lived, the experiences you've experienced. Um, the people you've met, you know, the ideas that people have put in your heads or the ideas that you've come up with on your own. But those ideas came up from somewhere, you know, and they developed over time so that you could articulate them sometimes just to yourself so that they made sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but but that that is I guess that would be a short answer to the question is that I, I think that. Um, I think that, that nothing is, is created in, in the art world from nothing. I think that it's all, it's all, um, it's all built from a foundation of, of like generative, like generative of sorts, maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, is, uh, is 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 the role of art different uh, right now? Uh, I asked that. Is I asked the question: Is is the role of art more important? Has it changed, or is art just just arting like it always has, even today? I don't. I think I think art actually um, in twenty twenty three, and especially in the last you know six, seven, eight years. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I remember when, when Trump became president Yeah, and, uh, there was a, a page that I followed. I can't remember. I can't remember if it was, uh, I think it was, uh, in decline. Are you familiar with in decline? Yeah. Yeah. And they had said, um, you know, regardless of how you, you know, see Trump, the next four years is, is going to definitely create a lot of art. And, and that just yeah. resonated with me. Of yeah. like, True. It's like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It, it's going to like resonate with people and they're, yeah. 
their views and expressions and opinions are going to come out and they're going to get shared. And I feel like ever since then, I've kind of looked at art in that way of like, it's not that it's, you know, your role as an artist to, you know, uh, share your views on what, on what the world is. But I think that art will always have a space for that with people, whether it's in, you know, Russia or it's in China or it's in the U S art just always, um, reflects what, what life is doing to people. Yeah. And, and so I, I think now more so than ever, because we have access to so much art, all day long we can just go down all these rabbit holes of like well let's see what this art's going to do and what it says and how it expresses itself yeah <clears throat> and um so yeah I, I and it's kind of fun to me it's like kind of exciting to think that okay that's that is never going to go away that is always going to be here and that's that's always you know that's going to be a consistency in our lifetime that is always going to continue to inspire more people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. I, I really like the, the, we you talking about the article and the art over the next few years going back uh, yeah. uh, to 2016. And I think for me, I, I think about it in the context is like, I can't think of like when it comes to politics and everything culturally, a more artless time. Right. Like yeah. it is, it is, it is, it's tough to find places where there's no fucking art. But yeah. like in that way, it was art almost was a word that wanted to be squashed out and it, or the ideas. So the yeah. counter to that, I, I, I really connected with that with that point of being like, all right, well, the artist is certainly going to have something to say. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, you know I mean, louder. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 it, and particularly in, in artless times, because uh, I would suspect in general that the hunger, the hunger goes deeper. Uh, yeah. For the people wanting, uh, and that's one of the things I found. Um, just, just, just like when I've looked at societies uh, that have tried to deeply regulate art or have art serve like larger purposes. Like I understand the context of like within the Soviet Union and China of like the idea of what you know that there's been all this bourgeois art, right? And there needs to be art from the people. Like I, I, I like I'm down with that idea, and I believe that there's a lot to that. However. Mm-hmm culturally and societally like there's these massive fatal flaws that i see in the regulation of art of what art is supposed to be like it's almost inherently doomed to fail like how do we let's make art by policy you know it's it's never it's never going to happen that way and i believe that's one of the dynamics where like even in society like in the cultural revolution in 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 china right uh mm-hmm. like artless times artless times it was supposed to be art everywhere in a celebration of workers but in a certain sense artless and directed towards a, a different end um yes uh wow i went off a little bit there <laughs> oh it's all good i do it all yeah. the time yeah yeah um I wanted to uh, ask uh, just a, a couple more questions um, in, in the last one, talking about where people can uh, find your stuff. But I just wanted to ask you about, uh, uh, you know, working with your partner, uh, Jamie, and, and working as a creative uh, collaboration and just, you know, what just what 
what that's what that's like uh, for you, that type of intimacy and working together and creating together. Yeah, well, it's great. It's, um, you know, art <clears throat> comes very naturally to both of us. And um, it, it, you know, I mean, she, Jamie is my soundboard for fine tuning my visions that I want to make with art. Um, and, and it's, it, it's very helpful for me to have somebody who offers that and who is, um, you know, she, she genuinely knows me and she understands me and she knows what I deal with by being an artist. She knows, you know, how I can get off track and how I obsessive and I get, you know, crazy. Um, but she, she keeps kind of a steady hand of, of, of allowing me space to, you know, get all these ideas out and then cherry pick the good ones and put them in front of me so I can focus on, okay, that's my vision. That yeah. That's where I want to go. And um, I think that's something that I've, I've learned and, and, and uh, I think that both of us do that for one another. And as artists, it's like, oh, man, that 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 really helps. Um, because I think of some people that don't have that. And it's like, oh, man, that's it's overwhelming to be an artist. But yeah. to have a support system around you um, because, you know, there's Jamie and there's other friends of mine that they also know me and they also know uh, ways of trying to keep me on track and, and keep me focused on what, what they, they know inside of me wants to get out. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that, you know, <clears throat> that's just important for me. I don't know if maybe it doesn't matter for other artists, and maybe that's just me, but, um, but sharing something that's art with, for Jamie and I, that that's something that we can, um, we never get tired of. And it's something yeah. that we both really like. Yeah. And it's something that we can both encourage and share with each other. Um, which, you know, we spend a lot of time together and it's something that we can always explore together. And that's, that's fun. So I yeah. really enjoy that. Yeah, I I, I, I I love that. My partner Jenny and I kind of uh, think in art terms and try to live in art terms. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a powerful it's a powerful connection. So uh, Pete, where do um I, I wanted to you to let uh, folks know where to find uh, where to find your photography, find your art, and uh, really appreciate. Um, really appreciate you and your great, great, uh, photography and Jamie's work, uh, as well. So tell, tell the listeners, uh, what, what to do. Yeah. Well, primarily I'm on Instagram. I, that's, that's, um, both my, both Jamie and I are both on Instagram primarily my, uh, what's it called? Profile handle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like handle better, but yeah, profile. Yeah. yeah um, is, at Pete Dryden Photography, um, and my 
my wife's is at Sugar Canucci. Um, uh, her name is Jamie Dryden. So uh, if you if you come to Pete Dryden Photography, you'll find yourself pointed in the right direction for her. Um, and then we also have a website that's www.petedrydenphotography.com. Um, and I also use Facebook. And so that would just be Pete Dryden. Great. Great. I, um, uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for letting us know. I, uh, I, I checked out the website and of course, see your Instagram. Um, uh, really love the photography and I love the, uh, all Albany, Oregon, uh, podcast here, folks. Uh, Albany to Albany. Uh, yeah. it's great, great to, great to chat with you. And, um, a lot of connection here in the, you know, arts organizing in the town and, uh, and, uh, you know, just, just, just bringing out the artists, uh, brought, bringing out the artists from everywhere, but, um, really love the connection. And it's like, I think about it in terms of organizing with, uh, Abe Richmond over with a uh, browser's book, that fantastic bookstore. We talk arts all the time yeah. and he shares, you know, uh, your stuff P and then we just kind of keep, keep going, keep going with like with, um, uh, talking about art because, um, I don't, it's uh, it's a great pleasure to talk about it, and it's a great pleasure to talk to you. So I really appreciate it, Pete. Well, thank you, Ken. I appreciate you have this podcast. It's it was fun, and it was a pleasure to be on it. And um, yeah, I want to plug Abe too because I'm going to go to the bookstore after we finish this interview. Yeah, let's talk so, about Abe for a minute or two. Let's yeah. finish this one talking about Abe. Talk, talk about Abe, and I'll talk about Abe. Well, Abe is the. Um, him and his wife, Tierra, they're the owners of uh, Browser's Bookstore in Albany. And um, I love it. They, I love Tierra. I, I've loved both of them. I love that they're um, owners of a local bookstore. And they, they offer us so much space for people who love literature, who for people who love to learn, yeah. Um, for people that just like to talk about books, they offer a space that um, is so comforting and warm and accepting, and um, it's 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 been great to get to know them. And and um, I mean, I love books. <clears throat> I'm always reading books, so having a connection with somebody who owns a bookstore is like well, that's ideal. I mean, I, that's, that's a wealth of information that I'm, I'll never get tired of. Um, and that, that would be mine is I, I have nothing but good things to say about Abe and Tierra. Yeah. There's not enough talk about, about bookstores, so we'll indulge ourselves. Um, yeah, a browser's bookstore, you know, so, uh, it's, it's moved into such a, a smart place and a, a, a welcoming uh, place, an intellectual place, and uh, sometimes where the, the, we feel that there's a dearth of it, right? We see a lot of small cities, small towns. You know, some places the, the book, the independent bookstores are closed. These bookstores are closed. How do you get an old copy of Ethan Frome? Or, you know, it's, it's, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, it's Amazon, but. I was talking to Abe yesterday about this because I stopped by and I said, when somebody's into bookstores, like you're a bookstore person and you're mm -hmm. there, you're going through the bookstore and it's 
my mind is just going. I'm, I'm going into each of the different areas. I'm interested in a lot of topics. I'm like, okay, I'll go over to literature for a little while and think of a name, look for that one, and then the graphic novels. And yeah. it's just a lovely experience, and it's just a couple blocks from where I am. So, you know, even during the day, like if I'm doing my union work or stuff, I stop in. Hey, I was going to chat for five minutes or whatever, maybe grab a book. And so it's smart and uh, we need a smart place here. But I've also talked to Abe about, you know, because I'm creating and I I see him as a creator and creating this space and talking about. Yeah. All right. Let's pull things in and like maybe a small festival. Have it be Mm -hmm. literate. Have it be good food. Have it be open because we all we all need this and having a conversation like that and. And thinking yeah. those type of terms is what a bookstore, a great bookstore uh, is about. I ordered a new book by Daniel Klaus called Monica yesterday mm-hmm. uh, from uh, from Abe and um, great folks. Uh, and um, it's really nice to, in the organizing bit to be able to to connect these this way and to celebrate good things, to sp- yeah. celebrate your photography, to celebrate that Albany, Oregon has a nice used bookstore where you can go on hanging them. You know, we're probably going to be there at the same point randomly in the next few yeah. weeks at the same yeah. time and be like, Hey, we made it hey. both made it over yeah. at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Abe is a, a future podcast guest. I think of the multiple conversations we've had has just been okay. You know, just kind of honing the topic yeah. or I already sure. told him, I, I worked in a, a bookstore when I, when I was uh, younger. And so I know the, you know, the, the retail aspects of the life, but mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> he's got a couple hours to talk about bookstores oh, <laughs> at man. any time if we want, because uh, we got to protect them and honor them, uh, particularly our small town ones. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Shout out and love to browsers and, and Ava and Tierra and, 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 and Pete and Jamie. Uh, great pleasure chatting with you and uh, probably bump into you over there at browsers, Pete. Looking forward to it, Ken. Thanks, brother. Thank you. This is something rather than nothing.